Three, two, one, zero. Home games, away games, games on the moon, it don't matter. We gotta win all of them. Liftoff. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for Kyle Welcome, good friends, to another episode of The Layup Line. I'm your host, Kyle Radke, here with Katie Davidson. Katie, how are you? No complaints. Uh, doing well. How about you? Uh, I'm, I'm doing well, all things considered, um, getting outside, um, being safe, spending some time um, with my cat. So um, I'm more active than I've ever been, but I'm also eating more than I ever have. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I'm in a good place. Uh, and I haven't like tried on a dress shirt in so long or jeans. So I'm just like, I'm telling myself that I'm still in, like, in, in okay shape. Um, but I've just been wearing like loose athletic shirts and uh, athletic shorts. So those are pretty forgiving. So we'll see. I feel that. I have been um, taking your uh, fashion style lesson. <laughs> that's uh, wearing fashion. That's what they call it. Um, and then wearing a nice top for a Zoom meeting. So thank you. great. Yeah. yeah. Nobody knows. Um, okay. So a, a lot of big news today out of Timberwolves land. First, um, Malika, for, is it Malika Andrews? Is that yeah. her name? From, from ESPN. She's very good at her job. Um, I met her once. Uh, so she's listening. Sorry, I, didn't for, I forgot your last name for two seconds there. Um, she reported that uh, the NBA will be doing a um, study with Mayo Clinic on um, antibodies for, for COVID-19. And spearheading that will be uh, Dr. Robbie Sika, who is with the Timberwolves. And um, Katie, as you know, like he's been awesome throughout this whole thing. Um, if you guys don't know Robbie he's in charge of like all player medical performance stuff. Um, so he's super smart, but he's also like throughout this whole process, he's been meeting with staff members. Um, like he's available over like via text on like how you're feeling, what symptoms do you have? Like trying to set up if, if somebody needs testing or needs to be quarantined or just like any advice, he's just been so, so helpful. Um, you know, asking like, Hey, if I want to go run outside, what do I need to do? Um, stuff like that. And the best thing about Robbie is like, if he's not the smartest or doesn't know something, he'll either figure it out or he'll just like tell you that, you know, he needs to do some more research into that. Um, he's not one of those guys that pretends he has all the answers. Cause I think um, those are probably the most dangerous people right now. And, and like, as, as he said on today's call, like those are the people you really shouldn't believe because um, nobody really knows. But anyways, so that was announced and we'll get into that shortly, but it was also announced that the team will be um, opening its practice facility doors on Thursday, May 21st. So we're recording this on Wednesday afternoon, May 20th at about two, two o'clock um, central time. So by the time you're listening to this, maybe somebody already was in the practice facility. Um, but what does that mean? So basically one player and one coach can, from, from my understanding, can be in the facility at a time. Uh, workouts are limited to just 45 minutes. Uh, they'll like the weight room is going to be closed. Everything's going to be closed. Um, Basically, I think it's probably just for an individual workout and then kind of get some shots up. Everything will be uh, cleaned, you know, immediately after. Not more than one player can be on the court. Coaches, staff members will be wearing gloves and, and masks. And obviously the player won't be wearing a mask when, when they're playing. But um, so, you know, we're not at two on two or three on three or five, at five on five. But um, I guess like this isn't a huge step, but it also is a huge step. Um, like there's so many more steps we have left to go, but, uh, I guess Katie from, from today's uh, news and everything, what, what were some of your biggest takeaways? 
Um, my biggest takeaway first, you touched on this already, um, but I'm just really pleased with Dr. Sika and his willingness to kind of, again, just give us any information he has and to del deliver it without trying to scare us about anything, but being truthful and telling us that there are still a lot of things we don't know. And again, just I really appreciate how forthright he is about telling us that there are things that people don't know and that we aren't going to know for a long time. Like he said today, um, there haven't been people who've had this for more than six months. So we don't know what this is going to look like six months down the road. We're only really two months into the um, worst of it. So there's still a lot of questions, but I feel like this protocol, the protocols that they put in place today um, seem to be as uh, safe yet also giving those guys a little bit of normalcy back too so yeah it's super interesting um because i think everybody wants to get something back and we still don't really have any answers on when the league will resume but if you follow like Woj or shams or if you have a buddy that's super high up in, in front office or something maybe you know better than i do um but but it seems like we're getting back to something that whether that's at, at Walt Disney World or whether that's at, um, you know, wherever it might be. Like, it seems like something is, is trending in the right direction for the league to return. Um, and, and what teams will be involved, I guess we don't really know. But I, I, I do think it's really cool. And, it, like, Timberwolves fans, I get, like, the win-loss record might not have been where you want it to be this year. But um, I think it's super important. And I think it's super important for the players that they have a, a guy like, you know, Dr. Sika, who's – the NBA recognizes as a guy who's been leading this. Um, if you guys have read any of our articles in the past, like basically the Timberwolves were ready for this before, uh, like, you know, really anybody else was like, you know, you know, even outside of sports, like they were preparing for this in, you know, before the all-star break, that something like this might happen and what would the protocols be? Um, so, so, I mean, I, you're, we're in super safe hands there. Um, another thing, Katie, you wrote today, um, basically just talking about how, uh, you, you know, there, there's like baby steps, um, kind of throughout this and, um, you know, what the team is doing. Can you just, um, for, for those of you who read the piece and are listening to this, we thank we, we thank you for double dipping, but for those of you who, you know, haven't read the piece, Katie, can you just kind of, um, describe what, what you talked about? Yeah, so first I touched on, uh, again, what Malika Andrews reported earlier this week about um, the Timberwolves partnering with Mayo Clinic, and it's going to be a league-wide study, but um, I believe they'll be one of the first teams to do the antibody testing, which will not only um, – it does antibody testing isn't focused on current disease state, but it's about your prior exposure and gives teams and the league in general – a better idea of the players, coaches, or staff members, executives were um, at a lower risk of contracting COVID-19, um, which obviously is a very important step in moving forward and coming closer to resuming play. So that's huge. And um, not only are we fortunate to have Dr. Sika, but just to be in a state that um, is home to Mayo Clinic is pretty fortunate too. So um, that's awesome. And then after that, um, again, we've touched on this a little, little bit, but mostly I just try, wanted to say that, yes, this is huge, and it's awesome that the guys are going to have that little bit of sense of normalcy and 
can kind of like, I don't know, like physical activity. This is most of their life. And just for like regular people like us, like I feel so much better when I'm able to go for a run and kind of get those endorphins or whatever. So that's huge, but there's still so many questions that need to be answered. So just because they're opening um, the practice facility, that doesn't mean there's a plan in place right now for like training camp or five on five to resume, like you said. It's all day to day, and they were very um, forthcoming about that. So it just seems like they're taking this with as many precautions as possible, still working with not only league officials, but also Minnesota State officials, because what's happening here might be different than like what the Hawks are going through or um, the Knicks, of course. But uh, so it just seems like they're getting a lot of input and not making any quick decisions. Everything is very based on data, based on what Dr. Seaton said today. Based on science. Um, so two things. Uh, one is, I, yeah, I think like in the back of my mind, like I think like every basketball player has a basketball hoop at their house. Or like, it's like, why do they need, okay. It's like, well, A, they don't, it's not true. Right. Um, and, and B, I, I think like for the Timberwolves players, especially probably more than any other team, what weird circumstances because a lot of them aren't even in like permanent houses probably mm-hmm. um like i know james johnson was that was that like a you know a, a hotel um I, like d- different guys were at different places um so it's like you know depending on if you're at a, let's say you're at a hotel or an apartment like maybe your gym is completely shut down and you have you know you don't even have like equipment to use and, and i know like the timberwolves delivered some to, to certain players but i just think that's a big thing to know it's that like Yes, these players, um, you know, certainly have uh, they 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 need to exercise and they need to um, you know get their bodies ready than all of us. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they have those those options there. So I think this is big for them to get their kind of get their head right because this is yeah this is their everything. Um, this is their job and kind of what's kept them sane probably you know their whole life. So um, and another thing, and you touched on, and I'm glad you did because every city is so different. Um, obviously if you're in Minnesota right now, um, it's different than what's going on in Atlanta or going on in Texas or going on certainly in New York. Um, so each place is completely different. Um, like I think California is still under, you know, they have a shutdown until I think July 1st. So it's, every place is certainly so, so different. Um, and like, we'll see how, how that works. And I think, um, while this is a good first step, I, th- I still think teams are like, and, and Gerson not once said like, yep, we're expecting the players. He basically is viewing it as an outlet and he wants to give yeah. some players happiness and, and give them something um, like a little bit of light, but he, they want to do so, um, you know, in a safe and responsible way. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think that's really important, but um, I guess the gist of it is just like, we're, we're slowly getting back. Um, you know, we'll see. And, and I think that, uh, you know, from a staff member aspect, like it doesn't seem like we're going to get back to work until, um, or in, in, into the office until early July. Um, and that, that would be the earliest, which I think is, is the smart move. Um, but, but it is going to be, and I hate, I hate the phrase new normal because I've heard it like 45 million times. Like, oh, this, is, this might be the new normal. Um, but I am interested to see, uh, what, how this affects, um, like jobs in the sports media market, um, especially because I think that there was this like unwritten rule that if you work in like sports media, you have to work like 
you have to be at the arena at 6 a.m. and you have to leave at 10 or whatever. And um, certainly if anybody knows my work ethic, they know that I'm, I'm not there at 6 a.m. But, um, you know, I, I, I'm just curious if, if, you know, across the, the nation, if, um, you know, if A, people start working um, smarter, you know, and not necessarily harder, where they can work from home. And I think, that, you know, a huge eye-opener has been like the work-life balance thing where you can still do your work um, but also, you know, have that home life. And of course, it's super complicated now because those things are just combined. Um, you know, you do the laundry in between meetings and, um, right. you know, whatnot. So one um, thing I thought of today, too, was and it seems extremely menial um, than it did when it first came out. But when this was kind of uh, just starting, I think Ken Rosenthal from The Athletic wrote about um whether or not we'd ever have locker room access to athletes again yeah. and just the kind of coverage or how that'll affect coverage and those um, kind of human interests or feature stories that reporters get after they've built up um, a relationship with athletes. And yeah, I think Brian Phillips wrote that too over at um, the ring with my guy. Brian Phillips or Brian Curtis? God, he's not my guy. <laughs> if I don't even know his name, ah, whatever. Yeah. Brian Curtis, but it was a good story. Really good story. But no, you're right. Like, how, how does that change? Um, like, you know, the team is going back and, and certainly like we're not going to get media availability. And it sounds like they're actually going to, you know, help us with, with, you know, some of their, like, I think uh, the equipment manager, Peter Warren, Warden, uh, he's going to take photos, you know, oh, yeah. at, at the facility for, you know, for us, which is super cool. But, but I'm just curious, you know, on, on what changes as far as access goes, um, you know, like how do road trips change and stuff like that, especially because it doesn't seem like, we're, you know, we're certainly in the clear at all right now. And it doesn't seem like we will be in, you know, maybe December. There's certainly going to be some, some risks and threats there too. So it's like, how does that change? And, and how does everybody's job change, um, including the players and coaches? So um, interesting to see. Um, so, yeah, uh, biggest winner of the podcast Um of this particular podcast, I don't know, but we talked about this earlier. Miller Lite is the biggest podcast or the biggest winner during this whole quarantine thing um, because of the last dance and how cool it made it seem to drink Miller Lite. So I will never get on board for um, it being cool to drink Miller Lite, but if it's they cool. want to sponsor the pod, I will uh, retract that statement. So I'll, if, you, if people think I'm cool, I'll drink any beer. <laughs> I have no standards. Um, and then two, the biggest loser of this podcast is uh, me not remembering anybody's names. So I've had moments over the quarantine where I just um, like where my brain doesn't work. And maybe that was, maybe that was pre quarantine. Maybe, I don't know. seems certainly post, but nah. um, well, thanks for joining me, Katie. Um, everybody go to timberwolves.com um, links, basketball.com read Katie's stuff. She writes all the time. Um, we have some big projects coming soon very excited um, yeah it's big, big on the link side uh, countless hours put into that project and then um, on the Timberwolves side not so many hours but um you know some sometime put it on a little side project that will be around um In, uh, awesome guests for both projects too. yeah super excited um good conversations candid conversations which um you know, and, and you kind of look for the positives. And if, you know, if it weren't for something like this, maybe you know, don't get those opportunities. So, um, all right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Stay safe. Um, we'll talk to you next time.